Hallelujah indeed. time I worry about whether or not I'm going to be able to preach, I just remember who's behind me praying for me. I believe I can preach after that. Friends, I imagine her standing in the doorway as she delivered it. News too astoundingly good to wait. No time for settling into a chair to tell it. From her pulpit in the threshold... She delivered the best news ever. I have seen the Lord. Mary Magdalene had the distinction. It was she who preached the first Easter sermon. Like the best sermons, it was brief. (laughs) But also like the really good ones, it was descriptive of the preacher's own experience And it was delivered to people in community with whom she had journeyed for a long, long time. That's how the best ones get preached. I have seen the Lord was the powerful message. Simple, evocative, easy to understand in the mind, but just hard enough to get the heart around to be a little bit of a challenge to the hearers. You've seen who? Yes, I've seen the Lord. There was a little commentary in her sermon. She said Jesus told her to tell her siblings in the little found family that he had created that he was going to ascend to be with Abba God, the heavenly parent, where he had begun. And that was it. That was the first Easter sermon. Now, Mary didn't wait, Brother Robert, to get ordained before she preached this sermon. She didn't go looking for authority from anybody. The news was so good it demanded immediate attention. She didn't wait on the men in the group to give her authority to preach. She just launched into this her most encouraging of spiritual encouragements. Mary's route to that moment had not included study at Hebrew school or seminary under Rabbi What's-His-Name. Her authority to preach the good news of the risen Christ came from having served him from the margins of the community that he had gathered around him. But she had learned profound lessons from the conversations she had overheard the disciples having with Jesus. We know that because her surprised first reaction when she saw the risen Christ was to call him teacher. Hey, teacher. Right? She knew him. This was a role that was accustomed to her. Hey, teacher. Her first impulse was to do what I suspect she had done many times with him before. She hugged him. Now, I have a great deal of respect for many of my former professors and teachers, but not very many of them do I rush to hug without permission. There's a little bit of remove between me and those old profs. But Jessica, Jesus appears to be one of those teachers you hug. Amen? 
I believe she hugged him a long time. Having seen him die, having watched him buried, Mary held her beloved friend to be sure what she was seeing was really true. She held him so long, in fact, that Jesus finally had to laugh and say, Let go. Let go. Go tell the others that I'm alive and that I'm ascending to Abba God from whence I came. How could she let him go? How could she leave him? And yet, how could she not do what he had asked? Her joy carried her as she ran to tell the others. Joy born from great grief, relieved. Have you ever had a real burden finally taken away? A real sorrow lessened? That's the feeling of elation and buoyancy that got her away from there and back to where the disciples were waiting. Mary had journeyed with Jesus through the happy days of the movement when the miracles were popping right and left and there was food for everyone. All those thousands on the plain and all those other thousands up on the mountain. But she had also stayed with him when the sands began to shift under their feet and the authorities turned against them. And finally Jesus was arrested and tortured and executed. Most had drifted back to the pseudo-safety of half-truth in the shadows. Some had outright denied him. But Mary stayed. Mary stayed. She had endured the great grief that commitment to Christ often entails. So her joy was complete when she saw the evidence of his ultimate victory over death and injustice. Her sermon was brief because she was breathless from exertion and also because she was overcome with joy. I have seen the Lord. There would be time later to let Peter and John work out the theological details, how the grave clothes had been folded, no longer needed by one who would never more die. It only occurred to her later that those she had seen in the tomb must have been angels, messengers sent by God to get her attention so that the saving message could be received directly from Christ himself. Daughter, sister, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? I'm here. It was Jesus, after all, that she had missed. Mourning, M-O-U-R-N, great grief always has a very particular focus, no matter what the loss. I've heard him say it, it was a, just a little house, but it was where we came home after our Holy Union. It was where our children came home from the hospital. It was where our children came home from school. How can the bank say now that it belongs to them and not to us? Grief is always particular. Oh, I've heard her say, I realized that I have another leg and this prosthetic one that the doctor has given me is a miracle. Have you seen how it works? It's wonderful. 
But I remember how coach taught me to pivot and pass. And that's the piece I just can't get with my new leg. I just don't have enough strength. My leg was stronger. Grief hurts in a particular way. I had dreamed that I would achieve great things and help a lot of people at the same time. But the people have spoken, and it's Barabbas. It's Barabbas by a landslide. Hey, I've seen the Lord. You've, you've seen who, dear? I've seen the Lord. Mary's profoundly simple message took the disciples the rest of their lives to fully comprehend. The particularity of their grief assuaged brought forth all kinds of new questions for them. If Jesus is alive, then all that talk of a reign of God with no end becomes a real possibility. If Jesus is alive, then maybe the movement for justice and equality that we were so clear that he had begun is really still on. If Jesus is alive, then maybe what happened at Bethany to Lazarus wasn't just a fluke. Maybe the dead really can live. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If Mary has seen Jesus, where is he? I want to see him. It felt like part of me died when he passed. Oh, if I could just hug him once more and hear his voice. Mary says, I don't know, John. Peter, I don't know. All I know is I have seen the Lord. Peter and John and Thomas and the other disciples would later see Jesus alive and face to face. But in the profoundly simple message of Mary on that first Easter day is the core of our theology. The basis of all our hope as a congregation of diverse people struggling to live life in a dangerous world is there. The foundation of the movement for justice that has become the worldwide metropolitan community churches has its cornerstone in Mary's testimony. We have seen the Lord. We have shared in Christ's tortures. We've been shunned and slandered and beaten and cut. Our martyrs have been stoned, strangled, electrocuted, even crucified. But we have seen the Lord eternally scarred hands and feet, but eternally alive. We have known death, some in our own bodies, others in the bodies of those we loved, cancer and AIDS, diabetes and emphysema, starvation and neglect. It has seemed sometimes as if death were our master, the unavoidable arbiter of all our dreams. But now, we have seen the Lord. To see Jesus alive on Easter Day is to be raised anew with Him. We've certainly died along with Him. Life circumstances have seen to that. That we have died and that our bodies will die is easy for us to believe. What is harder to fathom is the idea that we are raised up, alive and powerful, immortal and transcendent of the rules of this world's 
existence. (laughs) Friends, believe it. You are no longer as you once were. The past is past and eternity is before you. You are resurrection people. And there is nothing you cannot do for Christ and Christ's eternal reign. I would understand your desire to stay in the closet and hide your truth if death was in charge. But I have seen Jesus and I've watched bigoted, hateful hearts melt in his loving gaze. If I thought death was all you had to look forward to, I would understand your fear about striking out on a new venture that will help others and cause you to live in your bliss. But I have seen Jesus, and I know all the time there is or ever was is yours, and all the resources of the cosmos are at your command. Yours. Yours. (laughs) Oh, Lord, if the death... If death was ruler of creation, I would accept my fate. I would. I would grieve the broken nature of our world and go stoically, gently into that good night. But I have seen the risen Christ in the light of Easter morning. And I will not stop until I've done all I can to spread the healing message that the Lord of life is sovereign of all the universe. Looking into the face of Jesus, I cannot look at my feet in shame do you hear me (laughs) looking looking at the gaze of my loving teacher I'm eager for the next lesson that I might learn running to do his will I'm breathless with exertion and delight and hope but I don't fear whether I'm going to get another breath or not I have seen the Lord whether my next breath happens in this world or the next matters not one whit to me I'm going to keep breathing. God, help me to expend every breath I have on this plane, working to make it more like heaven. So when heaven arrives on earth, we will recognize it when we see it. Resurrection people, your Savior's work is done. Death is no more, and you are reconciled to God and to each other. Here is our joyful challenge, to live as if we will never die and have Jesus to thank for it, to share the unconditional love of God through Christian action so that everyone in Houston can know that resurrection isn't just a name, Easter doesn't just come once a year, and heaven is not on the horizon. It is right here. (laughs) Resurrection people, In joyful thanksgiving for all Christ has accomplished through his death and resurrection, will you join me in spreading the good news that we can live in love and mutual respect with our neighbors, that we can worry less and love more, that we can be just, just as we expect justice from others. There's not a fancy formula for changing the world and bringing heaven on earth. Just remember to tell folks when death is trying to dominate the conversation. Oh, no. (laughs) No, no. I've seen the Lord. Tell people who want to deny that you are a Christian or even a human being. (laughs) You can't tell me that. I've seen the Lord. Precious children. Precious children. In that moment when that voice inside your head says, 
I can't do this. I'll die. Tell yourself once, twice, over and over and over again until it becomes the mantra that pushes death from your consciousness and opens your heart to light and love and life. I have seen the Lord. Amen. Amen.